Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The shooting of Stefan Clark, 22-year-old black man in Sacramento, uh, about a year ago, attracted a fair amount of attention nationwide. And the district attorney of Sacramento County just announced on Saturday, I believe, that there would be no charges filed against the officers involved in the shooting. Uh, There have been protests and and a great deal of reaction, as you might expect. And to discuss uh, the whole story, uh, Chief Daniel Hahn of the Sacramento Police Department joins us. Um, uh, Chief, we appreciate you being here very much. Thank you for having me. So, listen, uh, we're not knee-jerk anything around here, as you know. We support police uh, strongly. At the same time, the taking of the life of a citizen of a free country is an incredibly serious thing, particularly without a trial, and and societies need to be very, very careful about that. Um, Having said that, well, why don't you just tell us, what was your reaction to the DA's uh, announcement Saturday? No charges. Well, even before she went, I knew that it wouldn't change certain things no matter what um, the decision was. And and first and foremost, uh, the pain that the family feels because they've lost a son, a grandson, no decision is going to change that or the the challenges that face our city and our police department. But I'm also glad that another step in the process has come and there's a few more steps to go. So it means we're progressing through what our process is. Has the department uh, come to a position, a decision, on the actions of the officers that night? We're still in that process. So we did the first step in that, that is a high-level overview look at our organizational performance during that call. And that's where things like the new foot pursuit policy came from, the modifications to the body camera policy, and a few other things. And the last step in the, the final part of that internal review is after we get the results from the district attorney and the attorney general in this case. And so the attorney general has not 
um, given his decision and results. And so after that, we can then um, move on to our final review. Was there a problem with the department's foot pursuit policy before? Uh, well, we didn't have a foot pursuit policy, so now we do. Interesting. Broad outlines of it? Uh, yeah, it mirrors basically our, our vehicle pursuit policy that um, gives direction to our officers on the things that they have to take into consideration before they either initiate a foot pursuit or continue a foot pursuit or cancel a foot pursuit. And so um, it's very similar to our vehicle pursuit policy. Interesting. Uh, how about the protests so far? I know there's been some unrest. Uh, a mall was closed, uh, that sort of thing. How out of hand has it gotten? Well, it's, uh, uh, I, th- I think it's gone as good as can be expected at this point. Um, we were prepared, obviously, for any number of things. The mall closing is up to the mall ownership. They're the ones that decided to close the mall. Um, so there's been a few uh, small protests, but there's not been any violence. There's not been any uh, real significant property damage. So that's a very good thing. Uh, Chief Daniel Hahn of the Sacramento Police Department is with us. Uh, the the DA in her press conference, and I know you don't work for the DA, you work for the police department, but she talked about a number of things, including the drugs in the young man's system, um, the fact that he was uh, there had been a domestic violence complaint of, about him, that sort of thing. And the family's pretty angry about that, saying it was just character assassination. Why was that part of the press conference? I mean, I know the answer to that, but from your point of view. Yeah, well, you'd have to ask the district attorney why she put it in part of the press conference, but I will say this. Those are all facts that were part of the investigation, and so um, my understanding is she put it in, in as part of her uh, press conference because those are the some of the factors that went into her decision-making process, so she's being transparent and telling people, um, what her decision was and how she came to that decision. Right, and listen, it's frustrated me a little bit because the family is aggrieved and and they're angry and the rest of it, and they and the district attorney are talking past each other. The reason that was in the press conference was she was explaining why it would be extremely difficult, even if charges were filed, to get a conviction because. You know, obviously, the defense would be he was an agitated young man who was prone to committing crimes and he was on a whole bunch of drugs and behaving erratically. And so it would be very, very difficult to prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that that the cops were just completely out of control and they weren't legitimately afraid for their lives because of the way the young man was acting. And, you know, I don't know if it's willful not wanting to recognize that on the part of the family or what, but I just, like I said, it's frustrating because people are legitimately angry and, and grief-stricken, and, and the communication doesn't seem to be great. Well, and I've said this before, um, on this case and any others that will come in the future, there's been more transparency from this department than ever before, and it's not even close. Um, but transparency by itself doesn't get to the core of the issue that our community is concerned about and that we are concerned about as a police department. And transparency is not always pretty. Um, There are challenges to transparency because some stuff is just graphic and just, you know, it causes people a lot of pain. Um, So there there are consequences to transparency. Yeah, that's well said. There's the, the other side of that coin. Uh, well, we appreciate you being willing to talk. It's I think it's notable. We've talked about this with you on a couple of different occasions that you guys have not hunkered down, as you say. And, uh, you know, come in transparency. Chief Daniel Hahn, Sacramento Police Department, we appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. Good to talk to you. Thank you.
And I suppose should be pointed out yet another uh, police chief in America that is not a white male because that is a you know popular slogan of uh, of rallies and campaigns and T-shirts mm-hmm. that we have white police officers gunning down black men all over the place. And, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I said, it's it's tough to watch all this unfold because I get I get the pain and the in you know the, the family. Honestly, most of the family of Stefan Clark has been most of the family, more than reasonable and patient and the rest of it, but were outraged at some of the things disclosed by the district attorney. But, you know, transparency is transparency. We got this text. The police will just stop patrolling these areas with this kind of crap happens in the future. There's no requirement that you do. (sighs) Yeah. I wonder if that... Well, that has happened in some cities. We do know that. Well, I have it on reasonably good authority from various law enforcement officers that if the risk is too enormous, not only like the legal risk, but the risk to life and limb, um, because you have to be passive. Like in Baltimore, this was a big story. Uh, when there was the big uh, the outrage over some uh, some people dying in custody, custody in Baltimore, the police felt so cowed into inaction that it became impossible to to police the dangerous neighborhoods. I'm not saying they were right in that perception or they followed the right strategy, but it's it's one of those things in society that is so hard. Finding the sweet spot between assertiveness and caution and respect by coppers in dangerous neighborhoods. Um, you can't be a, 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 a kitty cat in these neighborhoods, you can't be too passive and and what's the right word? I'm choosing my words very carefully here because people dying is no joke. Um, but obviously, you can't be belligerent and violent either, unnecessarily violent. Um, so it's 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 a really difficult thing. Uh, I tell you what, I think Chief Han is a hell of a good man though, and they are serious about helping their officers understand what the policies are and what the right practices are to get bad guys into custody and keeping everybody safe. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.